Hi, this is Gary Matthews. You're listening to Fighting Phillies Talk Podcast. It's been a long one, but uh, it's been a lot of fun as well. Um, it's good to feel wanted. You know, it's good to feel uh, wanted by the Phillies organization, by the fan base, by the city as well. Oh, look for a fastball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time for some baseball talk on Fighting Phillies Podcast. Here's Rich Baxter bringing you the latest Phillies news, interviews, and analysis. Split the gap and go to the scoreboard. This should clear the bases. Drop go to second. It's a three-run bases clearing double. And the Phillies take a... Yes, in- yes indeedy. Just what the doctor ordered. And hello, everyone. Welcome to the special Father's Day edition of Phillies Talk Podcast. It's the longest-running independent show talking about your Philadelphia Phillies. And I'm joined once again by my good friend and cohort here, sidekick on the show, Mr. Matt Veazey. How you doing, Matt? Afternoon, Rich. How are you? Good afternoon, and happy Father's Day to you. Okay. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. <laughs> And Happy we, Father's we, Day to all the fathers out there in Phillies Nation. Yes, indeed. Of course, Matt's uh, with philliesnation.com, and he's also at his own website. And you had a uh, tough task today on Father's Day, following the game for philliesnation.com, tweeting out what you saw on the field. And like I was saying before, you can always see something new on the baseball diamond. That's the beauty of the game. And Wow, we saw something we'd rather forget today on Father's Day 2019 for Phillies fans. Yes, we did. Uh, it was ugly. You know, there's, there's no other way to look at it. It was an embarrassing loss, uh, tied for their worst loss of the season. It's hard to believe that they had another one like this. Um, but nothing you can do but turn the page. Um, for fans that don't remember, they they also had a 15 to one loss in uh, at home to Washington. <clears throat> back on April 10th, so it's been a while, a couple months ago, but nothing you can do. I mean, Kapler in his post-game press conference pretty much wrapped it up by saying they just they don't let this one bother them. They turn the page, they move on, and they'll move on to Washington for four games starting tomorrow. Yeah, you said it right. I mean, when you saw the starting pitching today, uh, it was one of those bullpen games which – it's almost like you're throwing in a towel on the game, sort of, because you got a guy out there that's not used to starting games anymore in Vince Velasquez and gave up a couple runs early. But the Phillies just didn't have any offensive pep in them today. They just couldn't seem to get on track either. And, of course, uh, as the game rolled on, it got worse and worse for the Phillies. Pitchers coming in, getting hit. Eikhoff, we saw him come in later in the game he got hit uh it just seems like philly's pitching now has uh, deserted him a little bit well that was the story of this game uh, the, the pitching was horrendous and <clears throat> i understood the plan going in you figure velasquez it seemed like previously very frequently his problems came second and third time through a lineup so 
for Kapler to think that maybe he could get a couple of good innings out of him to start the game and then switch over to Irvin, maybe it's a nice change of pace. You know, you go from the hard-throwing righty to a left-hander. You get two good frames out of Velasquez, and then you get maybe three out of Irvin, and you try to you know piece the rest of the game together. I, I got the theory behind it, but it, obviously it didn't work out. And a uh, really bad thing here was <clears throat> the Phillies used three – Three starting pitchers today, if you think about it. Velasquez made half dozen starts for them this season. Irvin's made three starts for them this season. Eikhoff's made ten starts for them this season. And they all got shellacked. Um, Velasquez gives up four earned runs over two and a third. Irvin's charged with six earned runs over three and two thirds. And Eikhoff in one horrendous inning. Uh, gives up two homers and five earned runs. The the best pitcher on the mound today for the Phillies, Sean Rodriguez, utility player, and he's you know not even a pitcher, and he goes one inning, doesn't allow anything, and strikes a batter out even. So this is a horrendous performance by the pitching, and on this what would be their fifth starter day, you got to think uh, it's a real issue going forward when they when they need another fifth starter probably next weekend. They're going to have some tough decisions to make. Uh, do they give Velasquez or Irvin or Eikhoff the ball? Do they call somebody like Eniel De Los Santos who had a nice start today again for Lehigh Valley? Do they call him up and get call him up and give him another shot? Um, to me, that would be the best bet, but. Can you can you make a trade before then <laughs> for somebody quality? I don't know, but certainly the story today was the Braves uh, beating up on three pitchers who had previously been starters for the Phillies this season. Yeah, and the Phillies couldn't get any offensive uh, might going. Uh, we saw a lot of the stars sort of just uh, not going through the motions, but they couldn't get started today down there in Atlanta. Of course, it was hot. It was humid. Uh, the conditions were uh, very Atlanta-like for this game. But I, I didn't expect a blowout today. And at, at a certain point, it became a little pointless uh, for the Phillies there. And um, right on MLB.com tonight, it says 19 hits, 15 runs. Brave makes statement in the East. Well, I think the Braves sort of made a little statement with this game. But I think it was more of the Phillies. <laughs> making a statement on on the state of their team right now. It's a very uh, tenuous situation there. Yeah, they, get, getting behind by three runs early, you know, makes it, it's always going to make it hard. And they probably only had a couple of real shots there. Maybe uh, they were still in it. I think it was still three to nothing. And they had a couple of batters on when uh, – it was the top of the third inning, and Kingery made an out when they had uh, either bases loaded or two men on. And then you had uh, not too many chances after that. I mean, you know, Harper knocked in to run the fifth, but it was already 7 nothing by then. And like you said, on a hot day, getaway day, uh, before moving on to Washington, when you get behind 3 nothing the first, it takes a little to wind out of your sails. And then... You know, it's five nothing in the bottom of the third, and all of a sudden you're you're playing mind games, and you know they don't come up on anything when they had base runners in the third, and 
another two runs in the fourth, and it was over by then as far as I was concerned, down 7 nothing. You're, you're not going to get the way this offense has been coming back from that deficit. So it was over early today. Yes, it was. And uh, Braves poured it on. They never looked back, uh, put it on to the Phillies. And as you said, they go on to Washington for four key games. I'm going to keep saying they're key games for the Phillies because they have to start winning again and find that winning way. Uh, Speaking of the Nationals, I'm just reading MLB.com again. Sunday game here against the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Washington Nationals scored 15 runs on 15 hits. So we've got uh, a resurgence. Washington National home ballpark uh, down there in D.C. Had a wonderful game today, pouring on with 15 runs. And now you're going to have the Phillies limping in there tomorrow uh, on Monday. For the start of a four-game series, and you got the connection with uh, Bryce Harper returning back to Washington. Always sort of a distraction with this team now. Did you happen to notice the uh, Braves mascot with the check on top of the dugout yes. for the Braves? <clears throat> yeah, that was humorous. You know, they, you know, obviously a setup. They get Harper out there. They had had a setup, a setup. Uh, in the opener has like a little altercation between them before the opener. So I guess this was like an effort to make peace. You know, they're, they're uh, making a Bryce Harper day and he goes to sign the proclamation of Bryce Harper day. Harper does and he signs it. And then the mascot who I believe his name is something like blooper or something like that. Yeah. He, he pulls off the, the cover of the, <clears throat> the proclamation of Bryce Harper day to reveal that Harper had actually signed a check, you know, to him. So, you know, there goes this, uh, 300 million, I guess. Yeah, it was, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> it was humorous. Bit, uh, yeah. At the expense of, uh, Harper there, I'm not so sure, uh, Harper likes all this attention with all the money he's getting. A lot of ball players get a lot of money, uh, and, and not much is made of it like they are making with Harper for some reason. Now, all of a sudden, every place they're going becomes a, an issue with a distraction. Uh, and uh, certainly with Father's Day today, um, I don't know, cross a line sometimes, I would think. <laughs> well, he, <laughs> if- he, he had to know. You know, he knew. He, he's a big boy. You know, and he's got good guidance from uh, – he's got a, a fantastic – the best – uh, agent in the business and he's got you know a really good support system his father is obviously a really good support system he's <clears throat> been with his wife you know since they were young teenagers so he's got a tremendous support system around him he knew very well what he was getting into you know when he signed it so he he's certainly prepared for all of this so i don't i don't think that this is any kind of shock or surprise or even drain on him at all and it wasn't like he didn't take abuse when he was in washington you know from opposing fans so this is really nothing new for for bryce yeah and that's the type of player that i remember him as down in dc not necessarily the guy that's carrying the team on his back a guy that's going to come in and make the highlight reels a few times he's going to make the all-star game and maybe win the home run derby, but not necessarily a 
in my eyes anyway, a, a franchise, kind of a Mike Schmidt, bases loaded, tie game, bottom of the ninth, he comes up and wins the game type of player that Schmidt was. Uh, I don't think Harper's the same kind of guy, but... Uh, well, I we think we have, have selective him. memory with Schmidt, you know, because he hit 500 and some home runs, but let's remember, Mike Schmidt struck out an awful lot, too, and he... He didn't come through in the ninth inning an awful lot, too. And he won one world championship over whatever it was, 18 years here. So, you know, while we deify Schmidt, and rightfully so, because he's the greatest player to ever pull on a Phillies uniform, it's, it's kind of unfair to say that Schmidt always came through, and he was our hero, and this guy never comes through, and he's not our hero. It's... You can't compare the greatest player in the history of the franchise to anybody else. And you can't really say that, you know, it's not really it's a little disingenuous to say Schmidt always came through in the ninth inning. I think we all know he, he had plenty of moments where, where Michael Jack would tell you himself he failed. So I, I think Harper's fine. I, I'm not worried. It's his first season here. Uh, 12 homers. He's second on the club. 48 RBIs. He's second on the club. Only one behind Hoskins. <clears throat> he's you know stayed healthy. Um, we're not quite at the halfway point of the season, so I, I fully expect. I, I'm I'm going to be stunned, uh, frankly, if both he and Hoskins don't go on some type of concerted run together at some point. And I think that. I believe that'll happen, and I believe that when it happens, <clears throat> you're going to see this team put together a bunch of wins like they haven't yet. You know, one of these streaks that the Braves are on now, where Atlanta has now won 12 of 15. Uh, that's the kind of streak that the Phillies really need to take control of at least a wild card berth and establish themselves as a uh, a leader among the contenders for the postseason race right now. They're obviously a contender. They still hold a wild card spot, but um, I think that they're shaky right now. So, uh, and I think part of that is that we haven't seen that extended run yet from uh, the three, four hitters. And I believe it's going to come. All right. You're giving uh, Harper a free pass here, but, uh, and he has <laughs> no, been no free pass. He hasn't just been the worst. <laughs> I've seen his slow starts before in Washington over a couple of months. Uh, and then I've seen him go crazy over the summer. So uh, that's happened multiple times in Washington. So I, I just, be I believe in a guy's, and it's the old saying in baseball, I believe what's on the back of your baseball card. And, uh, you know, I believe what's on the back of Harper's baseball card. And that's what we're going to see at some point. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. I don't mean to jump on, on Harper too much, but, uh, I'm expecting him to break out, have those breakout games um, soon, and hopefully sooner than later here. We're in middle June already. Uh, Phillies picked him up, part of a 13-year contract, and we're going to be with him for a long time. So it's going to be interesting to uh, see how that progresses. And uh, let's digress a little bit about how poorly the Phillies did today because they did win. On Saturday night, they came back and uh, and boldly took a game from the Braves, although they couldn't extend it today. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Father's Day and baseball and um, what that means to us uh, on the podcast here. 
And I'll go first since I brought it up. Um, I remember, you know, Father's Day going to the ballpark with Dad. And, uh, God, it seems like a long time ago. In the Schmidt days, that is. Uh, and then subsequently uh, at Citizens Bank Park a few times. But uh, going way back, we had a thing called the doubleheader, the scheduled doubleheader. And that was my dad's favorite game to go to. And that's what we usually went to, you know, as a youngster myself. I'd go to many a doubleheaders, uh, 535 start. And by the time you left that game, you really had a, a better understanding of baseball because you're usually there about five, six hours. Yeah, uh <clears throat> I can tell you, I I went to quite a few games uh, when I was a, a boy and maybe even a young teen with my dad uh, when, after the vet first opened. <clears throat> uh, not so much as I got to be an older teen and even, geez, even through my 20s and 30s, you know, maybe even my 40s. I, I, there probably had been a stretch there where I hadn't gone to a ball game with my dad in maybe 30 years. And then... Uh, with Citizens Bank Park, I know just about maybe five years ago now, uh, my brother and I took in a game with, with our dad, and it was a great day. We had a great day together down there, and uh, it's you know it's one of my uh, better, more recent memories. He passed away just about a year and a half ago uh, at age 76, so uh, we lost him. He lost a battle to cancer, but uh, always on our mind, always in our hearts, especially today on Father's Day. Awesome. That's uh, really something. And yeah, as the years go on, you start to think back. I remember uh, when uh, Cal Ripken had his run down in Baltimore, I would uh, grab some seats and invite my dad and even my mom down to the ballpark and drive them all down and uh, go down with my son as well when he was younger and, you know, just take in some of that history to see Cal Ripken play and, you know, even back then, I knew, well, it's not going to last too much longer, Cal Ripken's career, but I wanted to get down there, down on 95, and uh, see a few games, which I did, and I was happy I did. Um, but, yeah, ballpark memories, it's uh, Father's Day. What did you think of that baseball cap they were wearing today? I saw some negative comments about it on, on uh, social media. I, I liked it. You know, most of the time, I like these alternative things that they have going. I um, um, picked up a green hat myself. I was down at a ball game. Uh, it was Irish Appreciation Night or whatever they title it, Irish Heritage Night this past week. I, I had in mind to particularly replace uh, an old black Phillies hat that I've had for about 10 years that I love. I still have it. I threw it in my car. It's like always in my car in case I need a hat. But uh, it's getting old. It's getting a little, you know, uh, a dull. So I wanted to replace that, and I just didn't see any that I liked down there. But since it was Irish night, I grabbed myself a green one. So I, I like the alternative stuff, uh, and I thought today's were fine. So I don't, have, I don't see the big problem with it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I described it, or or I heard it described rather as uh, Dad did the laundry. <laughs> He threw it in, and it actually accidentally got uh, bleached in the wash because uh, it was a bit uh, 
blue in one spot and then, you know, faded out in another. But uh, definitely a great time at the ballpark today. We saw uh, Harper spikes. A lot was made about those. And uh, but I, I I don't know. I just keep hearkening back to my earlier days. And I don't want to keep using Schmidt as a metaphor, but go back to even Crucker's days in Dalton. Um, those things didn't seem to matter as much back then. I mean, uh, endorsements, products put in front of you, uh, things like that, you know, like Funyuns design spikes. I mean, that it's cute today, but I, I don't know. It doesn't have a real place in baseball today. Well, it has a real place in baseball today. <laughs> you know, I don't know about <laughs> back in the, in the day, but maybe they were just back in the day. They were missing out on opportunities. You know, that's really what it's all about is, you know, the big money in the game, a lot of exposure. It's everywhere saturated now. Not It's not just about a TV game of the week now. It's not just about a, um, watching a game or two. I mean, fans are completely immersed and exposed in it on the Internet, through their computers at home, through their laptops and, and tablets, through their phones. Uh, on television, I mean, th- there's constant exposure, and you know, these are all opportunities that you know, the almighty dollar, you know, people are trying to take advantage and and uh, advertise. So you know, it, it's the reality, you know, of today. Yeah, yeah we're not going to been... shove the genie back in the bottle, you know. <laughs> Certainly not. It's been that way for the last several years. I hate to sound like an old curmudgeon on the podcast because I don't really feel like one, but just trying to contrast uh, the days of just 20 years ago to now. Uh, quite a big change in the game. Um, Pitching-wise, batting, the whole game has changed, uh, even though it's the same game for the most part. But interesting to monitor those changes. And I wanted to sneak a quick podcast in uh, on Father's Day here before the Phillies get to Washington. What's your quick prediction for the Phillies in Washington? going to be tough rich uh, they three out of the four games they face the nationals best uh, they have patrick corbin a lefty who they got from the arizona diamondbacks in the opener a little bit of a break if you want to call it that in the second game they face a guy eric feedy who is one of their top young pitchers uh, in the rotation now and then after that they have to face scherzer and strasburg so it's a road series the nationals have been playing really well and I gotta believe if you come out of this two and two, it's a it's a good swing through Washington. So that's what I'm hoping for. Two and two. They do better than that. Beautiful, but uh, two and two. And then I'd like to see you know Quinn's supposed to be back. Um, I'd like to see Real Muto and Bruce you know, maybe be able to work their way back into the lineup. So I think that that's going to be important. See how those two bounce back from their recent hopefully minor injuries and uh, two and two through Washington. That's what I'm hoping for. Awesome. Well, that sounds great. I hope the Phillies uh, can at least uh, get that or better. We'll see. They have an uncanny knack of bouncing back. Uh, where can folks find you on the net? I know this is just a short podcast here and uh, my barbecue guests have arrived. So I'm going to have to make a hasty exit from this podcast, but where can people find you on the net, Matt? Best bets are always with Phillies Nation, so they can visit the philliesnation.com website. 
Uh, check out Phillies Nation on Twitter and at my own Twitter feed, Matthew VC. Now, those are the best places, Rich. That's awesome. Of course, you can hear Matt also here on Phillies Talk Podcast, the longest-running independent show talking about the Phillies. And stop on over to BaseballTalkRadio.com and my own blog, FightinPhillies.com. Well, folks, thanks for listening to this edition of the Father's Day Podcast for 2019 for Phillies Talk. We'll talk to you again soon.